0: Pied Chef Pied Chef You're listening to Pod Chef When I say Pied, y'all say Chef Pied Chef you're now listening to Pod Chef, the only official podcast about the TV show Top Chef. With your hosts, Jamal, Brian, and Reeves. And I only said their first names because I don't know everyone's last name. And I'm trying to be polite. Now enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef Podcast. This is episode ninety-seven with your host, Jamal. There's no co-host today. It's just um third Mike and me. Brian is here. Engineer Brian. Say what's up.
2: We're having a hard time to- like many places in the country, we're having a hard time getting staffed.
1: Yeah, and that I don't want to blame inflation, but I kinda am blaming inflation.
2: Well, we're not keeping our we're not keeping our 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 wages up with inflation is no one wants to work with us because yeah because you don't get paid and that's not going to cover inflation
1: and i'm going to be honest with you these wages are going to stay stagnant
2: until something changes these until are something changes wages.
1: these wages are going to stagnate and they're going to start to stink have you ever been around like water that's just been sitting around and not moving it starts to stink and those mangroves mm-hmm. start to stink and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what the feeling is here that's what america's
2: a, like right now that's
1: what america's getting to be like it's just stagnation it and just it stinks. stinks and uh until things change around here don't expect these wages to change so all of the um interns that we have working here at pod chef we thank you for your service yep Uh, You can write all the letters you want to management complaining about your pay. You can do all the walkouts But uh, do not
2: unionize.
1: You can try and unionize, um, but that costs money because unions cost dues and you don't get paid anything. So I don't know how you're going to – I'd actually like to see you unionize because you don't get paid anything here. So how are you affording your union dues?
2: This is a challenge then. Go ahead,
1: unionize. Yeah, go ahead. I'd love to see it because you don't make money here. So if you do have the money for the union dues, why don't you just go – do that thing.
2: Where else are you working?
1: Yeah. Where where else are you working? Did I tell you
2: could <laughs> work somewhere else?
1: Yeah. Did we say you could you signed a no competition, no compete clause?
2: <laughs> yes, you had a no compete clause.
1: Well, it was written out at the top. No competition, dot dot dot, no compete clause.
2: Yeah, though our lawyer's not good. It's terrible. And it's because it's a website.
1: Mm-hmm. Greenberg he, and Betterman.
2: Yeah. And it's but it's spelled differently.
1: Yeah, it's Green with an e at the end, Berg as in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. and instead of putting better men, it just says woman. So it wow. reads Greenberg wow. and, and woman.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah. Until we can monetize this podcast, uh, this is this is what it's gonna be.
1: Yeah, and so our interns are very much. Working very hard to try and monetize the podcast and get, you know, some other um, content behind a paywall that you'll definitely want to pay for. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. But until then, this is what you get.
2: You get free stuff.
1: Yeah. And if you're asking yourself, well, what do – what comes with the free stuff? Well, you might get voicemails from former uh, co-hosts who are out on a walkabout on we their think. voicemail machine. Well, we think it's from – them, but it's his voicemail Yes. Mailbox. Yes. So.
2: Let's just do a quick, in case you just joined the podcast yesterday, and in, in, in which case, where have you been? And also yeah. come here often. Yeah. Why'd you never. join
1: on a Sunday?
2: Yeah. That's Why the did Lord's you, Day. Why'd you wait till episode 97
1: to join? Yeah, you should have joined at 95 at least. But do not join at the first 30 or so. They're oh, bad. don't join at that. Always go to like episode 50.
2: So if we did just join. um the co-host, second chair reeves has been gone for and i'm looking at my calendar, brohost, a long time,
1: a very long time. That is what we all put, we stopped counting the days, we just said a yeah. long time.
2: And it's because he went on a with, walkabout with walk walkabout, walkabout with Tom Colickio. I'm on a walkabout with this kangaroo. Maybe he went to the outback, we don't know. Um not sure. He basically went to keep Tom alive. Tom uh, watched a lot of bear grills. Uh. He watched yeah. a lot of Alone. He watched a lot of Naked and
1: Afraid, and he was like, "I can do that." A quote from Tom was before they went: "I watched it, therefore the skills transfer." And yeah, Reeves and, was yeah. like, "Oh God." It's
2: the same. It's like reading. When I yeah. read something, I've learned it.
1: Yeah. So master. Reeves
2: Reeves bit the bullet and he went with Tom on this walkabout to mm-hmm. keep him alive and to experience the world. And before Reeves left. He set up a voicemail for us.
1: Yeah. He said, in case I need to contact you guys. Yes. But
2: also, he gave it to people. I don't know. I think he's meeting people on his journey and giving him the phone number. Yeah. Giving them the phone number. I'm sure
1: he has a card. Not to women, though. No. Well, why would you? You can't approach women with business cards these days. Yeah.
2: Well, especially if you got a wife. He tells his wife that he gave his business card.
1: Yeah. And then that's a whole thing.
2: So sometimes people call in to this voicemail, and we get to listen to them. And it's been Reeves once. Mm Mm-hmm. Been Optimus Prime once. Once Bumblebee. It's been a radio DJ once. Yeah, the morning breakfast crew. Maybe there was somebody else.
1: I think neck. there was just a fan. Yeah, there red was a redneck. fan. And yeah. I, I, I'm only saying redneck because Brian said it first, so I have a pass. That's actually
2: our an word. You can't yeah, say it. That is the R word. Um, <laughs> Jamal says, you say it, I can say it. It's just yep, a word. Yep. You're the one. And pl- it, and if you're, you're the one listen- giving it weight. Yeah.
1: And if you're listening, you're like, Jamal's kind of racist. I've got redneck friends, so I can't be racist.
2: Yeah, he's got one redneck friend and nice try.
1: And that's so, how it that
2: works. So yeah. So we've got a voicemail to listen to. Um, we don't know who it's from. Could be Reeves, We don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I think we're, we're ready. we're, we're gonna queue that up now.
1: Yeah, let's listen.
2: Bingo.
0: Hey guys. It's the third Amigo here. Um, I know it's been a while. Things have gotten real weird here with Tom on our walkabout. Uh, he found out I had a phone and stole it from me and then insisted I buy it back from him for $15,000. So after we finally figured out how to do a PayPal transfer to his offshore account, as he called it, just like a Wells Fargo account to me, he proceeded to then give me my phone back, but this time it wasn't my phone, it was a piece of wood that he had whittled down to look like a Blackberry. Um, I told him that it was not my phone, that's not what I gave him, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah but this is better, and these are coming back, so you're going to want this. And then I was like, I can't even... This isn't active. I can't work this phone. He said, you don't get technology. You got to go in and change your settings. And then he was like, listen, I got to make a call. And so he took it from me and then proceeded to have, I mean, basically an imaginary phone call conversation with Padma where he was yelling at her about this next season. And at some point they reconciled and he ended the conversation by saying, tell your ancestors I said thank you, which seems inappropriate. I mean, it's it's definitely inappropriate. Anyway, after this whole ordeal, I decided to back up and leave. I was like, listen, I've been out here way too long. We're not accomplishing anything. We're just going in circles. So we've parted ways. Uh, I hope Tom's okay. I don't think he knows where he's going. I'm trying to hike my way back to civilization to get to the airport. Oh, by the way, I found a real phone. That's how I'm that's how i able to make this voicemail. Um, I found it. It was um, buried under some poop. Anyway, I uh, hope things are going well and the pod is doing good and you guys are enjoying the current season you're in, which is by far the most exciting season of Top Chef, you know. Definitely a good season nestled in between two very average seasons this season you're doing now. Anyway, I love you guys. See you soon. Hopefully. Bye.
1: So he said he found the phone, which I was worried. I was like, how did he make this call? Did he make the wood phone work? Yeah. So he said he found a phone in a, in a under some poop, under some poop. And my first instinct is, um, did, did Is he actually now back at Civilization and kind of like, you know, how airplanes have old movies playing? Did he watch the first Jurassic Park? And he mm. just said, "I because there's that scene where they pull that phone out of the, the dung of the T-Rex. Is that the first movie that that happens? Isn't it? No, I don't think oh, so. It's the third one. It's the third one. I think one. it's the third it's one. It's the bad one. Yeah. So it's the bad one. So, did he watch that on a plane or somewhere in a bad hotel, cheap hotel, that was only playing Dress Park 3, like a motel would? And then he was like, oh, I, I, I'll I, say that's where I got the phone.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense, because if he's just, like, checking underneath poop.
1: Yeah. What are the odds?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, maybe he was checking owl pellets. For like, yeah. Uh, for I like feel like you can just
1: bones. you can just blow those over <laughs> and see a phone underneath. That's owl true, pellets. unless it's
2: in it, unless the yeah. mouse, unless the, the owl ate the ate it, and you're looking oh, yeah. and you found a, like a mouse skull, and then you find like you know, uh, yeah. clump, clumps of hair. Yeah, and phone. the phone,
1: the phone would more than likely be just attached to a dead owl carcass at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, because so it would let's, have died from eating it.
2: So wow, a lot happened in that voicemail. So yeah. So Tom stole Reeves's phone,
1: Mm -hmm. which we don't condone theft. Obviously,
2: no, don't steal anyone's phone um, unless it's your phone and you're stealing it back from them in a hotel lobby, Mm -hmm. and it goes viral, and then you go do an interview and you tell people that you thought that the person that stole your phone, and it turns out that you're a racist. Mm -hmm. Um, But so he stole his phone, and then he sold it back to him
1: for fifteen thousand dollars. What you we were talking about inflation, I mean, that is some price gouging right there. That phones cost a lot
2: of. I look, I haven't bought a phone in a long time,
1: yeah. Me, they cost that much now. I think so. They should, I mean, there are many computers, wow. that's what I'm told.
2: Even my computer doesn't
1: cost that much money, yeah. My computer definitely didn't cost fifteen thousand dollars.
2: So he sold it back to him, and we told it back to him. He sold him a, a piece of wood whittled to look like a blackberry which he said are coming back
1: which i don't know i don't know if anyone wants a blackberry anymore i mean i mean it was cool when they came out it was cool when it came out it was a hit it was a thing
2: oh huge hit
1: but now i mean how do you make the switch from you know these flat screens back to typing yeah you know
2: I mean, I like the I like when you could feel the keys.
1: I mean, I thought it was actually practical for adults to have like a, a keypad and you know to actually get business done. Yeah. But now that I've got like this flat panel, and I just would miss fat fingering a texting message and causing a big yeah. communication delay. Like I feel That's, like the yeah. the time I would save with an actual keyboard is you know, almost not fun.
2: And I feel like we'd lose a lot of laughter. You know how many laughs I get yeah. every day from sending um like a weird autocorrect or i get a weird autocorrect yeah. and we're all just like ha, ha ha you didn't mean ducking yeah you meant the f word yeah, now we're all, and we're all laughing
1: we're all t-heeing about it you imagine how bad it would be if you're like oh you know you've been on kind of like a tear of just telling me every curse word you've wanted to say to me and not messing it up and you're spelling them all right yeah you're spelling it all right like i don't have to do any work on my end it's kind of taking the fun out of this conversation this argument if anything
2: go back two steps mm-hmm. go back to just having the nine buttons and let's go back to t9 word oh my god that was that's very funny
1: that was the time
2: you press one three times to oh. get the
1: c you had to really want to send a message back then
2: now it's e- too easy to send a message now. And that's yeah. why people send too many. It's too easy.
1: Yeah. I, w- I think a punishment for someone should be they have to use a Nokia f- phone from like the 90s. Yeah. The late 90s. Like if it that would be a good punishment for someone. Someone who does what? Someone who does some kind of electronic crime. Like they okay. can only use outdated technology now where okay. all they can do is send basic – messages or phone calls they can't do anything they can't surf the web with it like that should be someone's punishment who Mm -hmm. misuses the internet Mm -hmm. now they have to use the internet machines from the 1990s yeah good luck good luck getting stuff done there
2: that'll teach you you want to go some places they still cut your hand off well now it's going to take your phone away give you a nokia phone
1: yeah Oh.
2: And you don't get to go to the mall kiosk and buy the little light antenna that lights up and changes color, or the back or the green lightning back
1: yeah, cover of it. They don't make them anymore.
2: Man, how fucking cool were those? God. Did you have the little antenna that like lit up?
1: Well, you know I had sex when I was younger, so yeah, obviously.
2: <laughs> I didn't, but I still <laughs> had it, and
1: people could tell. Obviously, I had one of those cool antennas. That was lighting up when people would call my phone. It was like a signal to everyone, this guy has sex.
2: Man, that shit was so cool.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I definitely had those. And I'd always change it out for the newest one.
2: Yeah, That's my it. my ringtone would have been a song. Oh, i downloaded download yeah. like an MP3. Yeah.
1: Not only did I have a ringtone, I had a ringback tone. And I also had a voicemail that was super professional with like rap songs with the N-word in it. It was good. I was so cool back then. Wow. Yeah.
2: What was your ring back?
1: My ring back, I think it was um yeah, Jay zs Ninety Nine Problems.
2: All right. So I'll look I'll I'm I'm gonna cue in your ring back tone and you do the part where it started. Okay. Okay? All right, this is me dialing your phone number. Boop boop mm. boop 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 boop. Please enjoy the music while your party is waiting.
1: I got ninety nine problems with a bitch I ain't one. Hit me. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: And then I, and now I'm your mom calling, and yeah. I say, Jamal.
1: Yeah, and I go, hello? I pay for this phone, and this yeah. is what you do. <laughs> and I go, you ain't my problem.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I pay for this phone, and this is what you do? I say, you ain't my problem. She's going to take your phone and give you a wooden Blackberry. All right.
1: My mom used to call and say, I'm the solution. <laughs> that's what she <laughs> that's, said. Like, that's like a wrestling. She's like, I'll like take this phone away from you and be the final solution.
2: The final solution? Isn't that a... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right. So, and then he was talking to Padma on this imaginary phone mm-hmm. about the next season. They were having a fight.
1: Yeah. And I think it's because the next season's in London.
2: So let's, yeah. So let's break some news here. Breaking The next news. season is in London or Italy too. I think it's just in Europe.
1: Okay. I thought it was London specifically. Maybe the final. Well, Gail's in it. Italy right now. Gail well, keeps
2: posting pictures from Italy. Gail's always in Italy.
1: If you think about it.
2: So and it's gonna be an international all stars. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I think that means they're
1: bring back Fabio.
2: I think they should bring back Fabio. That'd be dope.
1: Yeah, I think they're bring back Stefan and Fabio. Stefan, Fabio. Any any of the contestants that are not from the US or coming With an back accent. to the show, yeah, are coming back to the show and it's gonna be hard. This is gonna be the closed caption season. Yep. If you're American and you're watching this season, you're gonna to have to turn on those closed captions. Yep. Not me, because I watch um, non-American TV all the time. I can understand a lot of British accents and stuff.
2: I'm gonna turn them on.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have to turn them on though, because you're kind um, of as we talked about, you're white trash.
2: And every episode, I'll be turning and you know, so I'll to like you, I'll be like, "What does uh, cheeky mean?" Yeah. So Carrie, my my lovely wife, is mm-hmm. is watching Love Island currently, uh-huh. um, which is the craziest show. Mm-hmm. And everyone is very British. And they say things like cheeky, mm-hmm. and they say mug, and mm-hmm. they say, um, they say you're all right. You're okay. Mm-hmm. That's how they say, what's uh-huh. up? Uh-huh. And they say, you know, snog.
1: No, they don't and, say you're all right. Usually in Britain, they just come by and say, all right.
2: You're okay. No, it's like, what? you're okay. Uh, well, and usually. That's how, that's how you'd be like, hey, what's up, man?
1: Mm.
2: you okay. Cheeky. Having a cheeky a Cheeky, snuff, cheeky little A laugh. cheeky Nandos.
1: Yeah.
2: You British people are wild. Any British people out there listening to this? Y'all are wild, man. Y'all wild.
1: I love British people. I Y'all love wild. Br- I love British TV. British humor. They do it better and they do it first.
2: So, also, Reeves left Tom in wherever they were. We don't yeah. know where he left him, but he left him.
1: Tom might not make it to the next season. No. No.
2: If you don't see Tom in the next season, it's because he's still yeah. out
1: in the woods. And then it's like, they are. okay, Reeves, are we going to address the elephant in the room? Mm. Like Tom, they they had the the news said they found a, a wooden blackberry in the Australian outback.
2: <laughs> I have an idea.
1: I know Tom and Colicchio. This is a
2: this is this is a prompt. Somebody write this down. I'll write this down. What if when Reeves, and we don't know he did this, but I think maybe he did because he's smart. When Reeves left Tom, he grabbed his journal. And when Reeves gets back, we can read excerpts from Tom's walkabout journal. Mm-hmm. And that would be really cool and something to do on the podcast that put <laughs> something that we could do some work in and make the podcast funny again.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, it would definitely be better than like. The 20 minutes that we've come up with right now. Where we're
2: really stretching out this voicemail. Mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. really making a meal out of this voicemail.
1: Yep. So that is isn't a good idea for something like to maybe go through Tom's journal or the walkabout journal at some point in time. <clears throat> uh, That's a good
2: idea. And I wrote it down. So I hope that Reeves thought yeah. to grab his journal.
1: <laughs> yeah. So hopefully when he when he does get back, he is uh, with journal in hand. And yes. wooden blackberry gone. Yes. Yes. So that's enough of that. So let's move on to Chefs i Prepared for You. This is a segment we do every week where we talk about what we had for dinner last night and only last night and presented as if we're presented to the judges on Top Chef. I'll go first. Chefs, I procured for you. Okay, we're procuring. I was out on the town, boy. Out in Baltimore. Baltimore? I was in Baltimore last night at a show and I had some tapas before the show. I went to this place called Tapas Titro.
2: And I hope you brought some singles I hope you brought some singles.
1: <laughs> you don't wish- show
2: up to a top as far and not bring singles.
1: I I maybe had too many singles. Okay. I kept passing them out to everyone. they were looking at me weird. I was like, "You can't get this many lap dances.
2: Yeah, and get a private meal. Forty five yeah. bucks for a private meal. No touching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I had to eat the meal without touching it.
2: Yeah, no touching.
1: Uh, you want to? You want to touch? And uh, they but I-
2: it and it seems like you can touch.
1: You know what I hate about that that sign? Human nature is one of you don't like being told what to do. So as soon as there's a sign that says no touching, what do you I'm want touching. to do? i want to touch. I'm touching. Don't tell me not to touch. If you want to stop kids from touching stuff in the grocery store, you tell say, me to no, touch. touch everything. Touch everything. I'd love for you to touch everything. You know, what would be cool if you touched everything. Yeah, I demand that you touch everything. They'd be like, I don't want to touch anything. Yeah, you tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do, mom. Shut up, mom.
2: You can't fucking tell me what to do.
1: Yeah. Mom. You were anti-Semitic a little while ago, mom.
2: What? <laughs> oh, back to your mom's <laughs> phone call when she called for the final solution. Yeah,
1: she always does it in the grocery store.
2: Yeah.
1: Um All right,
2: let's hear about your experience at the Tapas yeah. Bar.
1: So I went to the Tapas Bar, all A Cups. It was very small plates. Yeah. Um I ordered four dishes and they're pretty good. Brussels sprouts with bacon, Manchego cheese, cream, and truffle oil. Ah, the cheese I could have left off, but it was good. And then That's I had good. albondigas, which is three lamb meatballs with tomato sauce, sliced almonds, and cilantro. Now, I will say this about this. The meatballs, very tasty, right? But mm-hmm. they felt almost like they weren't fresh meatballs. Mm-hmm. They felt like they were like prepared maybe a day before and then recooked or something. They probably prepared them pretty early in the day. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like they were fresh-made meatballs. But they're still good. But you could tell because when you cut it open, it like had that like straight sh- line cut on it. Uh, it's like, mm, I'm not yeah, so yeah, sure yeah, these yeah, are yeah, yeah. brand spanking new formed yeah, meatballs. Yeah. But they were good. You don't really notice the sliced almonds. I don't know what they You're were supposed gonna to say.
2: That's, yeah, that seems weird.
1: I don't know what they were supposed to add to it, but it was like, I, I cut the meatball up and then dip it in this tomato sauce and that's what I really cared about. Is
2: the tomato sauce like a marinara? Like it was like that kind yeah, of tomato Yeah, it's basically, sauce? It's,
1: it's on a bed of marinara and it's got three meatballs huh. on top and the almonds are sprinkled on top with the cilantro and I was huh. just like, eh, I don't, these almonds aren't doing nothing for me. Hmm. Then I had lubina, which is pan seared branzino. Got my little branzino on. Yes. Um, Filet with salsa verde and cherry tomatoes. Very good. That sounds really good. And then I had gambas aio. I think I'm saying that right and it was just shrimp basic shrimp sautéed in olive oil, garlic and parsley. It was just good.
2: Real simple.
1: Real simple, but it was really good and you know just I wanted something light packed with protein that would mm-hmm. uh hold me over for the rest of the night and this did Yeah. Four small your, plates it.
2: Looking at your meal here, it's all mostly protein. You did a pretty good job avoiding. I mean, there's going to be carbs in the tomato sauce, but you could, you know, that's mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But mostly it's all just like protein and some veggies here. Yeah. That um, was very good. That shrimp have heads on it or tails on it?
1: Or was nope. it a full shrimp? Nope. Nope. Uh, D de- shelled, you know, just the, the back of the shrimp. Uh-huh. D shelled and de pooped. Just the body. Just the body. <sighs> just the body. Body daddy. La-di. I like the body. I like the shrimp body.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a good meal. Did you? Sh- was this a sharing experience, or did you eat these four places to yourself?
1: No, these this was all me, homie.
2: You you know you don't. You supposed to share tapas. I I
1: was there alone. Uh, I'm going to share it with
2: your team. Didn't meet up for a no, meal. No,
1: no, I, I didn't. I didn't tell them that I was going to get tapas beforehand.
2: Wow, and they're going to find out this way that you went to a tapas bar. Well, for them, them to
1: find out, they'd have to listen to the podcast. So you don't think they do? Well, we'll find out. Yeah.
2: I'm sure they would have loved going to tapas I'm sure they would have had singles. I'm sure they so would have. Help
1: you with it, too. I'm sure they would have. A tapas oh. bar is really an experience for yeah, friends. Yeah, it's for friends. Friends or, like, you take your girlfriend.
2: Oh, women love going, they, going women to
1: love bars. Women love going to tapas bars.
2: Yeah. Women love to be entertained at tapas yeah. bars. Women see other women at tapas bars, and they're like, yes. They're like, oh, I this is so much safe. good fun. Yeah, I feel yeah. safe, and I, I don't feel like I'm going to have to be violated. Yeah. By these men who want to
1: touch. Uh-huh. But there's a, clearly a sign that says I'll no touch. touching. So.
2: Chefs, last night I procured for you Veggie Heaven, which is a vegetarian Chinese restaurant in Montclair, New Jersey, that we frequent.
1: Wow! Boston. So you went to Fancy Montclair, huh?
2: Yeah. We, well, they yeah we we go, we we go there and they go. You guys smell like West Orange. We have to leave <laughs> immediately. Um, I got my usual, which is they have this really really dope hot and sour soup that is so good, mm-hmm. and it's like two seventy five for this like two hundred and seventy
1: five dollars.
2: Yeah, really good price for this decent-sized <laughs> bowl of hot yeah. and sour soup. And it's dope. And that's the app.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: my main is uh, beef and broccoli, which uh, is dope, dope, dope. So good. Um, and then we got some vegetable lo to split. And my wife got the uh, her usual, which is the, chicken, uh, the curry chicken noodle soup. And, uh, man. It's just good every time, and it's a good price point for what it is, and mm-hmm. it's vegetarian, and the people yeah. are friendly.
1: Yeah, um, you spent three hundred dollars. Yeah,
2: no, like twenty. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. So I mean, that's just the soup alone. After the soup, it's like twenty five bucks. Then, it, then
1: it's like normal.
2: Yeah, so they got you know, you on that soup, solid, solid thing, and you know, we, I like I said, I had surgery. Multiple times the last couple of weeks, so cooking's not really been the thing that I've been doing. However, Carrie's been cooking, uh, cooking it out the park lately.
1: Yeah, she's she made, been firing a lot.
2: Yeah, she made. Um, we talked about the fried green tomatoes, uh, chefs last this past weekend. She made an all-day marinara sauce that she would with, with tomatoes that she picked from her garden. Wow! And she put her foot in it. She full on like boiled wow. the tomatoes, skinned them, put them in there, did the whole thing. Yeah,
1: is this where she took the pot? Took her induction cooker and put it on one, the lowest setting, and then like put her feet in it at the couch all day
2: long. <laughs> yeah, and I had to bring her bonbons. <laughs> and, and let it. And she was like, "I'm cooking
1: and let it." Just watching Love them. Island. Man, yeah, so tasted good.
2: It was really good. It was really really good. Um, and now today actually she's downstairs cooking uh, tomato soup with wow. tomatoes from her garden. So she keeps getting every day she's pulling in like nine tomatoes from her a lot garden. of nightshades happening. It's what? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be so swollen. <laughs> we're gonna go buy some we're gonna go buy some jars to can some of these tomatoes so i get swollen in the winter finally they get canned they're these
1: tomatoes are fired
2: yeah so you know we're doing shit over here last night we ordered food but in general we're doing shit over here despite how wild life is right now Mm -hmm.
1: for me so okay um i think i'm winning i think i won this because uh, um, you know, I had, I went to a tapas place. Yeah, usually you you win when you go to tapas at dinner and a show, if you know what I mean. Yep, literally. What was the name of this
2: episode? Uh,
1: focus group. Hmm. So why don't you focus up, Brian, and we'll be right back after this. Uh, sure.
0: <laughs> right, Jeff.
1: Welcome back to Pod Chef, Episode ninety seven, Top Chef Season five, Episode seven. Press play on Hulu right now. We're on episode Focus Group, and I'll be honest with you, this one was a barn snoozer. <laughs> this this episode was boring. It was first of all, let's just let's just get into it. The Quick Fire Challenge. The chefs arrived in the Top Chef kitchen to see Padma, joined by Michelin star winning chef Jean Christophe Novelli. In a diet Dr. Pepper-inspired ad, not challenge, ad. the chefs had 45 minutes, that's not a quick fire, to craft a sugar-free dessert so good the judges would think there was nothing diet about it. <laughs> and guess what the winner got? Immunity from the elimination challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was a boring challenge. It was a boring quick fire. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like any of the chefs were truly inspired by, no. by this. And
2: it was and it was stupid because they were like, you can't use sugar, but you can deep fry, you can use honey, you yeah. can use like any other sweetener in the world, just not sugar. Just
1: not sugar. So
2: nothing there's nothing diet about anything.
1: Yeah. Also and it's like substitute one death chemical for another, I guess.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I stopped drinking Cokes the other day. Well, not entirely, but I bought some diet coke, it's just a different way to die. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: That's what it says on the side of Diet Coke. Yeah, diet different co- way to die. A
2: different way to die. You won't die of diabetes. You'll die of chemical poisoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so here's the two things that I take away from this quick fire challenge: is one, it had nothing to do with doctor, doctor, Diet Doctor Pepper at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe one person poured some Diet Doctor Pepper in their food that was Arian. Mm-hmm. I think.
1: Yep. Um, and that didn't help her at all. If anything, it, it made it worse.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and it looked like, it looked like. Um, uh, Stefan maybe put a little cup of Diet Dr Pepper out, but they never talked about it. Um, and the other thing is that this chef, Chef Jean Christophe Novelli, uh, took a bite of everything and said, "Interesting,
1: mm-hmm. interesting." And at one That's point in time, he said, "Interesting." And uh, was it Jeff who said, "Thank you"? He <laughs> was like, "Yeah." No, he's saying that to everyone, brother. Interesting. <laughs> that doesn't interesting. mean good.
2: Did you like this, or are you happy with this? I am. Interesting. Interesting. Did you
1: use this? I did. Interesting. Interesting. Where are you from, Stefan? France. Interesting.
2: I'm just kidding. I'm 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 kidding. I know where you're from. And then he spoke French him. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And you know that John Christophe Novelli guy didn't smile once.
1: Nope. Which is trademark French. Yeah. The French don't smile. They're not happy people.
2: No, I don't know any French people.
1: Well, i've been to france i've seen it firsthand
2: so <laughs> they're doing healthy stuff and it all kind of looks like garbage trash um Real trash. it's all it's all mostly banana based
1: peach lavender um, bread pudding one
2: yeah that sounds pretty good
1: peach um, lavender yeah what does lavender have to do with peaches
2: it's a it's a get a little little, little lavender taste to it. A little extra latin taste to it. Not it sure probably is pretty good. He seemed Sauteed to love it.
1: white peach and roasted cashews.
2: He like uh well that sounds good to me too. Um That's radicas. And I do like peaches a lot. It's peach season y'all, but they're not yeah. really great at the farmers market right now. I'm not sure why, but we're going to keep trying. I know why. Why? Inflation. Yeah, cool. Um Hosiah did some fucking thing where he cooked a bunch of figs and just burnt the figs and then was like, "Here you go." Yeah, and didn't even
1: said, wrap them in bacon or anything. No,
2: he said that shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um. But another thing about this Michelin chef, he was like, "Yo, that shit sucked." When she was like, "Who are you? Who is the least favorite?" He was like, "That shit sucked. Mm-hmm. That shit sucked. That shit sucked. All that shit sucks." So whatever, it went. It's over. Rodica wins, mm-hmm. and they go. So you're gonna have to do a new challenge, elimination challenge. And Tom Colicchio shows up.
1: Yeah, Tom shows up in their house. And that's what we know, it's a bad, bad thing's about to happen.
2: He sits him down. Yeah. Um,
1: he, he comes in to their spot and immediately says, one of you go get the, the ladies. Brings yeah. him in and he <laughs> says, all right, chefs. All right. You, you've been com- complaining that you haven't been able to cook your food. Well, guess what? Here's your elimination. Cook your food. Cook yeah. whatever you want.
2: I think he was embarrassed. I think he yeah. didn't want to embarrass himself in front of uh, the fuck that guy's name, Toby,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, who is a real bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I think he was worried that if, he, that if Tom brought his chefs to this guy, mm. who's now replacing Gale for some reason. Toby Young. Toby Young shows up. Mm-hmm. And Tom's like, here are my chefs. And if they suck, he's going to roast Tom. Because Toby... Here's what Toby does. That motherfucker writes a joke for everything he's gonna say.
1: Oh my god, this guy was. I wish I had taken more clips, but I also thought they were bad, so I didn't clip them. No. But that, this guy had some kind of punchline for every critique. Yeah. And it's like, hey man, leave work at work. We're at dinner right now.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go to work and make jokes.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not making jokes at work. If you I, where I make jokes here.
2: <laughs> Can I tell you something? While watching this episode and maybe maybe you felt this way too, but I swore we've done this episode already because <laughs> like I can remember talking about him talking about the um the weapons of mass destruction with you and Reeves and either we did it separately just outside of a podcast
1: That's or what we did.
2: We've done this episode.
1: I think both may have happened. The pandemic's been so long.
2: Listen, folks, if we've done this season before (laughs) and we're seven episodes in, (laughs) at this point, don't tell us. (laughs) Just let us finish the season. Yeah. I was watching this and I was like, I think we've done this episode before. I I mean, I've swore I've talked about (laughs) knowing what time it is in history based on him making the joke of weapons of mass destruction about Rodica's soup.
1: Yeah, I thought so, too. So, But then I thought, is this the Mandela effect?
2: It's something, because we would have had to have done it two seasons ago, so there's a small chance, and I haven't gone back and looked because I'm afraid that it's actually true. I'm afraid,
1: too, that we've already done season five and we're just doing it over again, and (laughs) no one has the balls to tell us. Could you imagine?
2: (laughs) And you know, I took offense when someone said that we were honestly the worst Top Chef podcast, but if this is what we've done Then you're right Then with that, you're right There
1: you win 100% right?
2: we are honestly the worst Top Chef right, podcast if,
1: if you can link me to the episode where we already did this episode, you win Yeah, we'll we're stop garbage
2: We should probably stop
1: But that's not going to stop us from making a behind the paywall tier
2: Yeah, we're going to start watching, I did watch episode one of Top Chef Family Style the other day
1: I think behind the paywall is going to be us talking about Top Chef Masters, because if you're talking about the Masters, you're going to have to put it on the paywall.
2: Yeah, and family out, too, so we can talk about the, all about that yeah. base woman critiquing yeah. food.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to be so busy watching so much TV.
2: I really hope we've on this episode, because you've heard all these bits before, but <laughs> everything that Toby says, Tom, Tom and Toby really fucking butted heads, like oh, two yeah. alpha males this yeah. episode. They're like everything two to- male
1: lines that yeah. were like... Trying to be like, who's going to lead this pride?
2: Yeah. every Everything that the one said, the other had to like say like, no, I disagree. And they were banging fucking horns, like two big horned rams out oh in the God. fucking- Oh, my God. And all you kept hearing
1: All you kept- You're like, me and you and the crew were like walking down the mountain, and all we hear is clang. Clang. It was every like three minutes, we're like, what is that sound? It's like this like crackle that's yeah. going out through the entire valley, and yeah. it's Tom and Toby Young, button heads. Two
2: alpha males. Yeah.
1: Big trying to vie, sheep trying to vie for the right to fuck the food.
2: One, yeah, whoever wins gets to fuck the food and repopulate their pride
1: <laughs> and their plate.
2: And their plate. They get seconds. And then, and then that's there. They control the pride and all the plates are theirs to take yeah. care of. Yeah. And then the plates start doing the work and they just lay around and the plate brings them food.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's not how a line pride works, but yeah.
2: Yeah, it is. The women do the work.
1: No, that's not how it works, but all right. So, look, I don't know
2: anything about lions. All I know is that these two men. This is the first time Tom has been confronted with some heavy male energy mm-hmm. in his mm-hmm. in his judge, judge ship. Yep. And he feels
1: threatened. You can tell. He feels threatened. He's like, Gah. he kept looking at his watch. He's like, when does this guy leave?
2: And the thing is, is that like the guy was doing jokes and Tom doesn't really do that.
1: No. So,
2: you know, Tom's being like, it's not that funny. Yeah. Tom's
1: it's not like, that funny. Tom's like, this isn't actually uh, the Apollo.
2: This is not that funny.
1: This is not that show. We this don't have that many funny. black chefs here. Bold chefs here.
2: Yeah. This isn't that funny. Yeah. He almost got rid of the only one there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then he thought, he was like, well, no, I want to put her on the wall in the movie in the future. you
2: yeah. <laughs> got be able talk so. to You're not going to mention then. This is the season with your wife. You've not mentioned what's going on in your guys' life at all while you're watching this.
1: Oh, you had to bring that up. I, was I just was hoping I w- that I w- we could w- get around this. Um, We're halfway okay. through this
2: season, which we might have done before. Yeah, and we
1: may have done this entire <laughs> bit before. But you know what? Um, you know how people during the pandemic they get sick and then they got to quarantine in the same house. Like, yes. oh, I'm in the basement now. Yeah, I'm quarantined in the basement now. I can't talk to her until this season's over. Because oh. she said she doesn't want me to change my view of her based on watching these episodes of her past. She doesn't want her past to have an influence on our present. Yeah. And yeah, she said, wow. "If if I allow if I allow her past to have an influence on her present, we might not have a future." And that truth bomb just yeah. landed like it was Nagasaki. Wow. Yeah, she gave it to
2: you on a piece of burnt wood too. Yeah. You put it up in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. So I'm in the basement. She uh, she has a we have a we have one of those uh, wall elevators that like old houses used to have. And dung waiter, like, dung waiter, and she uh, every twice a day she sends my food down. Mm. And it opens and it goes ding, and that's when I, I'm like trained like Pavlov's dog. She
2: put anything now. else in there, or is it just food?
1: Um, she per- put like per- uh, or anything in there.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's just because she wants me to do laundry because the laundry, the- laundry okay, machine sounds. Okay, okay, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, like, do the laundry. Yeah, and then she like drop something else down. I'm like, oh, you just want me to do laundry, okay. <laughs> um, am I getting super excited? I'm like, okay, and she's All like, right. no, there's more, there's more coming, and like she drops the rest of it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I'm quarantining in the basement right now. So tough I remember, time
2: over there at the Hall Newman residence.
1: Yeah, and she did keep her last name.
2: Yeah, that's fine. So did my wife.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fine for you. I had a big problem with it.
2: Okay, you wanted to be traditional about it. Yeah,
1: I said, you know, you wanted me to be a guy who would care about your your chef cooking like I, I care about our last names you know and she said well I've got an identity I don't want to lose it and I said fine yeah this is where the bloodline ends for you yep
2: you ever think about that yeah I, do. I, I don't I don't I don't plan on having kids Um, and because of that this is where the bloodline ends
1: well to get real for a second <laughs> I do thi- I do think about this being maybe being where my bloodline ends but also I don't know where my bloodline actually begins because this isn't my real last name
2: Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna talk and about now that now. we're gonna
1: have to get serious now. It's time
2: for me to learn something. All there's, right,
1: there's an Anuman tribe in Africa, so
2: let me put on my listening hat. <laughs> so maybe my
1: last name is actually <laughs> X. You know, I don't know. Maybe my real I don't know what my real last name is, so I don't know where my bloodline actually begins. So I can't. And I, and I apologize
2: for the actions of my ancestors. <laughs>
1: So do we want to have that conversation? (laughs)
2: So they're making food.
1: Yeah, let's talk about this. Tom tells them they got to cook their own food. So the chefs.
2: Family style. Yeah.
1: The chefs break up in two groups, group A, group B. They go shopping at different times. They cook at different times. At one point in time, though, Fabio does give us sous vide 101 in this. Take out your notebooks, kids, so we can learn some cooking.
2: Grandma, she has like 500 years old recipes. Beautiful pasta and i sous vide the lamb sous vide mean cook the lamb in
0: vacuum seal bag in temperature controlled water It's perfect 55 minutes
1: so he does sous vide the lamb and that's he a does. good way to that's a good way to cook red meat cuz it does keep it juicy but you have to per, then put the perfect sear on it and this is a great transition to what i showed Brian last week which was my sous vide steak dinner on friday that was what, Brian? Perfection. <laughs> With that red wine sauce and yes. mixed vegetables. Mm-hmm. That is how you sous vide. And let me tell you something. You bring that out two, two hours in the sous vide at 130 degrees. And you bring it out. You pat it dry. Salt. And then you whew, you you pan syrup for two minutes on each side. Let it rest. Oh, it was perfection. Sounds pretty good. It was perfection, and then I cooked up that pan sauce afterwards. And I actually made a mistake because my um my shallots had gone bad, so I couldn't use them. So I just mm. used a garlic. So it wasn't even as good as it could have been, Brian.
2: Yeah, you're missing the onion flavor.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, when you sous vide, it you can't just rely on that to cook your food all the way through. You have to then it's got to be kissed by fire a little bit. Yeah. To, to do the final touches.
2: Yeah. So, you know, there's a lesson for you right there. Mm-hmm.
1: Sous vide 101, and this will be on the test.
2: This will be on the final.
1: Yeah. Uh, what else do people make? Eugene
2: made uh, whole fish, two whole fish swimming, and he made...
1: Uh... <laughs> yeah, they were swimming as he brought them to the table.
2: Yeah, and then he made daikon noodles with tomato sauce and basil, which sounded weird, which everyone was like, the fuck are you everyone doing? Everyone was
1: like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, be- I'm being risky. This is too risky. We're like, yeah. There's a difference between like being risky and like being stupid. Yeah, you know what risky is? Putting a slice of cheese on apple pie and not that's asking risky. and not asking people if they're if they've tried it before. That's risky. Yeah. this is just bonkers.
2: You know what risky is? Eating a piece of chicken from the night before out of the fridge without reheating it.
1: Yeah, that, that's risky.
2: Is that going to be good? Yeah, that's yeah, risky. probably because I'm taking a risk. Yeah, I'm taking a risk. You know what's stupid? Eating a piece of chicken out of the fridge that wasn't cooked the night before. That was raw. Yeah. I'm being risky.
1: You know what else is risky? Letting Brian cook a whole turkey.
2: Yeah, or a little spring chicken. I'm going to fuck it up.
1: Or a little spring chicken. It's probably going to be pink inside.
2: Yeah, that's stupid and not risky. That's stupid and risky. You know what else is risky or actually stupid? Doing improv with me, because I'll take it there. And we can cut this part. No, this is the good stuff.
1: No, we can cut this part. So he did
2: Uh, that, and everyone fucking hated it. Uh, What else did they hate? They hated...
1: Uh, they hated the fact that they came out and found out that the other food experts are the other half of the uh, contestants. Here we
2: go. Here, here we go. We were told that this cooking challenge was going to be blind. Mm-hmm. Yet, we clearly know which group of five or four didn't cook it.
1: Yeah, and only Carla has glasses. So who else is blind?
2: Exactly. It, it, it was like it, it. Honestly, they didn't do it because by bringing out the six cooks who cooked who didn't cook the food. They know the other six that didn't that yeah. did cook. So it's like, oh, I know it's one of these six people. So it's yeah. not blind.
1: It's not blind. I know who I can pick from. And then, like, by the way of the dishes, I can kind of put together, oh, this person loves making seared scallops, you know? Yeah, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Jamie. And then You've with freaking
2: the- German food, they're like, I know who made this.
1: She was called the scalloped Witch, right?
2: She was called the Scallop Witch.
1: In the MCU universe.
2: Mm-hmm. She's in the MCU universe. Yeah. <laughs> keep an eye out for the new disney
1: yeah keep an eye out movie. on for uh the second coming It's gonna
2: come out after she wolf attorney at law she wolf yeah. she hulk attorney at law
1: yeah she hulk attorney at law and
2: then uh, scallop witch so mm. and then they also hated uh attorney at
1: paul she wolf
2: yes they hated <coughs> uh melissa's uh ahi tuna cruda tacos which they uh. said you can smell when they put them on the table <laughs>
1: That's never good.
2: And he was like, not in a good way.
1: Yeah, that's never good.
2: And can I tell you something? When I was 14 years old, I used to wash dishes and bus tables at a restaurant called Don's Seafood. Yeah. Shake it together, Don's Seafood.
1: I think and I went there for dinner once.
2: It's not good. And the slogan for Don's Seafood, me at 14 years old, and I wore this shirt, and it said, and I had the bumper sticker on my car, it said, if it smells like fish, eat it.
1: Hmm. Now is that a double entendre? It's trying to be. It's trying to be. Now, okay, I'm not so sure if a four-year-old should be exposed to that.
2: Well, I should not have been exposed to lots of things at that job. Yeah, it's it. People are gross in the back of a kitchen, and they will tell you stuff.
1: Yeah, they would tell you. I, I don't. I think it was Don's. I went and had. I ordered just a vanilla ice cream dessert, and it came, and it tasted like bleach. And I I was like, oh boy, and I spit it out.
2: Yeah, no, that place was not good. Um, and you know how I quit that job? I just stopped showing up. <laughs> I just didn't go up show up anymore. And then, so yeah, they also hated Carlos' food because she cooked a scallop on it, and they said the scallop didn't work with the risotto. Yeah. Which I guess they liked the risotto. Which yeah, is she should have just kept
1: it. She she talked herself out of just keeping it as a vegetarian dish. Yeah, because she was like, I think they're gonna judge me if I don't cook a protein, so I'm gonna throw a scallop on there. And it's like, well, risotto is a main dish. Don't yeah. ever. Try and act like risotto is someone's side piece. Scallop is a side piece. Yeah. Let's, let's put that out there right now. You just put two seared scallops on a plate and nothing else. What's it doing? That's not, not a meal.
2: Not feeding me. That's not a meal. I'm going to be hungry. Com-
1: it needs to be accompanied by something more stable.
2: I need, or or give me 10 of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 10 is a. but that's, who's got time to work with? Give me a 20 pieces? piece
2: scallop with sweet <laughs> and sour sauce. <laughs> now we're yeah, talking. Now that's we're talking. a meal.
1: That's a meal. They
2: also liked uh, Radhika's dish, I think. Right? I think so. The top three were like Hosiah, Rodica, and Jamie. Is that right?
1: Yes, Jamie.
2: Yeah. So Jamie won.
1: Mm-hmm. Good for you, Jamie.
2: And then it came down to the three losers.
1: And this is where we get Tom's tough talk of the week. Let's Here listen. We go though I ended up on the bottom, because it was the first time I've ever seen my food critiqued while it's being eaten.
0: What did you enjoy about hearing? I mean, it was pretty harsh.
1: I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be as harsh as it was, but I learned a lot from it.
0: What would you have changed? Well, I would have done something else. It was a failure of imagination. If we ask you to do a dish that's going to wow us, I don't think that fish tacos is something that would immediately come to mind.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't come to mind if I if someone said, "Hey, come have dinner. I'm gonna cook whatever I want, and I'm gonna wow you." And they made fish tacos. I'd be like, "Okay,
2: I like fish tacos, but
1: no, no, I get, no. I get what they're good, saying. but yeah. they're not wow."
2: Yeah. Oh no! Wait, one of the top three was also um Arian with her with her fried skate. Good for her. Over for her, her, over her, um, over her fake mashed potatoes again without yeah. butter. Oh, but I um, keep getting
1: away with that. <laughs> I, yeah,
2: it's, they, they really hated, um, Melissa's, uh, tuna tacos. They really hated Eugene's fish, um, uninspired and a failure of imagination. Mm -hmm. What do you do after that?
1: Uh, you go home, you cry, you hug your loved ones, you know?
2: You pick a new... You pick, you pick a new, a new profession.
1: You pick a new profession. You hang up your knives and go.
2: Something that's not based in imagination.
1: Yeah, because... Um,
2: Maybe math. Something math related.
1: Yeah, when Tom Colicchio tells you your food tastes like you have no imagination, you can't really then walk that back and say, "I hey, I have imagination.
2: I Look at this. It's a unicorn uh, burger. <laughs> I have imagination. Look at this. This is... A, um. What if I... look. What if I did a... Um, a pizza and um instead of cheese mm-hmm. um it's I'm like guacamole so...
1: okay and then and then and you then said actually, unicorn... and then actually and then actually,
2: and, then actually <laughs> and actually the crust is a tortilla
1: when you said unicorn hamburger i don't know why i thought of an empty ice cream cone sticking out of a <laughs> burger <laughs> And see,
2: now you're in my now you're in my head You've like, gotten, You're riding my imagination And like
1: maybe all the fillings and the hamburger's been blended up inside the uh, oh. <laughs> Inside it's frozen It's a unicorn hamburger
2: That sounds pretty gross
1: But you know what, it's my imagination I'm being risky Yeah, being Taking risky a risk. So I, sh- I should stay here Yeah, well guess what Eugene, you're gone You and Melissa are gone Say goodbye to them, let's listen Melissa, please pack your knives and go Jean please pack your knives and go good luck to both of you and thank, thank you. you very much you know I took a lot of chances a lot of risk in my dishes so I'll take this learning experience with my new adventures in this industry you know we're going home bye-bye guys the last thing that Tom said to me today was that he was uninspired by my imagination and my creativity
2: right,
0: so love you I love you, too.
2: I don't want people that don't know me to not realize how creative I am and to not realize how
0: much an imagination I do have. Because that's what I'm afraid of is gonna come across in the end.
1: I'll see you, Carla. Mm-hmm. Right now, it sucks, but pressure went down and I met some really good people. Hey, when the booze is gone, it's time to move on. Bye, guys! You know, I think I've gained the respect of the people in this competition. But in the end,
2: it's not good
1: enough. A real man can accept defeat. I have no regrets. I did my best on this show. My family will be proud and happy for me no matter what. Okay, that was long. That was long, but it was two people going home. But um, I got to say, I said it wrong during it, but underneath all anger is fear. So she's probably angry that she's going home and angry at the stuff she got, but she she told you the fear that she had that people are going to think that she actually doesn't have imagination.
2: Yeah, and when the booze is gone, son, move on.
1: It's time to move on. So they're gone. Uh, where are they at now, Brian? Um, Eugene
2: mm-hmm. is on Bob's Burgers now. He's nice. the little boy on Bob's Burgers. Um. Mm-hmm. and melissa is uh so oh she took quite a turn after this what she did because she had a failure of imagination is she actually
1: she works at imagination she, stage she, now right
2: yeah she works for the imagination stage and she got that job by eating a bunch of candy bars until she found a golden ticket nice. and she found the golden ticket she got the job and she went to the imagination stage and she she ran home she didn't become a giant blueberry she okay. didn't get sucked into the juice. She good didn't get ter- sucked into TV. She did drink some soda that made her float. Oh. But sorry. she still got the job.
1: I'm sorry. You lose. Yeah. That's
2: what was supposed to good happen. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. They said to her.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Gene Wilder. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's it for uh, this episode. Uh, that was it for the focus group. And uh, again, so, uh, leave yeah. us a message if you've yes. done this episode before. Uh, leave yeah. us a review if we've done this episode before and we're just now recycling an uh, old season. Um, and if not, um, just give st- us five stars anyway, and let, five stars anyway and let us know that this is doing good. It feels good. It feels like it's going well. This and, episode uh, feels better than last episode. Yeah. To me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And next week's episode is going to be a barn burner. Trust me. So if you got a barn, you might want to get insurance. Yeah, you're going to want to douse it in water. Trust me.
2: Yeah, because we're going to get, that, get that wood
1: wet because uh, otherwise it's going to uh, crisp up nicely. Yeah,
2: you're going to want to wet that wood.
1: Yeah. So until the next time, we're going to pack our knives and go. This This
0: is great, guys. You guys got something here. This is fun.